Hey, thanks again for listening to the Parent Blog and Podcast. This is a youth pastor's perspective for parents of teens. And today I want to talk about something I think is really important. And it's this, how to talk to your teens about politics. Right now, it feels like overnight, our culture has gone from considering politics a somewhat taboo topic to being basically the only topic people are talking about. Am I right? Social media, the news, and even like ESPN are ablaze with the protests, racial tension, anger, opinions, violence, and general political unrest. I even rolled up to a gas station the other day and saw people fighting about what basically was politics. If you're not having conversations with uh, your kids about this topic already, you're probably thinking about how to navigate it and uh, how to approach it. And maybe you've tried to talk with your son or daughter about it and it's actually resulted in conflict. Uh, really, the question is, how do we navigate these issues with teenagers well? Uh, and so um, I think the big idea I want to share today is this, and we'll actually start with ourselves. Before I um, give any opinions on how you should talk to your kids about it, I just want to share th this key idea that needs to really infuse and shape every um, follower of Jesus. And, and so this is the big idea today that you and I need to let Jesus shape your political views instead of letting your political views shape your Jesus. All right, let's say that again, that, that you need to let Jesus shape your political views instead of letting your political views shape your Jesus. Right now in our highly secularized culture, politics are the new religion. Like politics, they're the new religion. Why? Because the human heart is actually hardwired for ideology. We need a narrative and a worldview to live out. And so as Christianity and other spiritual worldviews have been increasingly rejected in the West, people aren't like then becoming religion-less. No, instead, we've replaced spiritual ideologies with secular ones, the most popular among which is political. So instead of God's word, people start their day with the news. Instead of a biblical vision, we embrace a political mission. Instead of the Great Commission, a political mission. There's a, this whole like new kind of conviction of sin even, right? This, this new conviction of sin and sacrifice for atonement as people uh, do this whole cancel culture, this, this canceling of leaders on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, as they tear down statues, as they set buildings on fire, they riot or boycott. And so there's even this like deep need to make atonement for sin. Am I wrong? And both the political right and the political left are involved in this kind of stuff. Right? It's not just all one party or all another. Um, we can make arguments, um, about that a bit, but like both parties are guilty of canceling people. Um, both parties, um, not only now, but throughout history have had blood on their hands a and both parties seek to condemn sinners and atone for sins of our nation. And so this is the point. It is no less than spiritual that people are acting this way. So we're these spiritual beings who know our own spiritual needs 
but we are seeking the answer through secular means. That's why this keeps spiraling out of control. That's why the world is on fire right now. There's no atonement without the blood of Jesus. There's no reconciliation without the cross of Jesus. There's no satisfying purpose for which people can live besides the mission of Jesus. And so that's also why it's so important as Christians that we look at these issues through the lens of the gospel rather than the lens of political party. And I'm, I want to be fair, like I vote. Okay, like I lean towards a political party. I'm not saying being apolitical is the answer. I get that most of us lean either towards one political party or another, right? And that's not necessarily bad. But what can happen is we over-embrace a political party and find ourselves disagreeing with Jesus. Jesus is neither a Republican or a Democrat. When he returns, he will not be riding a donkey or an elephant, he would not run for president. Instead, he is seated as King of Kings and Lord of Lords now. He died on a cross and conquered sin and death. He doesn't run for president. He is established as King of the universe. So here's the deal. Christians must be people of the cross, not people of the flag. People of the book, not people of political ideology. Right, So there will be times that the gospel actually uh, looks at an issue differently than and more nuanced than our political parties take on that issue. And still other times, the gospel will directly contradict our political party. What, what's politically expedient is not always biblically faithful. Now, I'll give you an example, because in Bible college, one of the biggest takeaways, uh, you know, students receive is learning to exegete. So um, I want you to kind of think about this. In Bible college, um, one of the biggest takeaways uh, you get as a student is learning to exegete the text of scripture. I don't know if you're familiar with the term exegesis, and what it means is learning to let scripture speak for itself by carefully studying and interpreting scripture within its original context and within its biblical context, rather than imposing our supposed or kind of surface level understanding of it. Without studying it this way, uh, what can happen is we end up erroneously interpreting the text, right? It's, it's very common. Why? Because we're all carrying biases with us into our study of the word, right? We have all various biases, various backgrounds, various stories, various ways of just reading in general. And so as you're reading a text of scripture, you might be like, oh, well, I think it's saying this uh, because that's kind of how I read it or my experience with this kind of sin or my experience with this kind of uh, story is this. And we kind of like make assumptions about what you know, a particular story or gospel or parable or whatever is saying, and actually we're getting it dead wrong. That's why we have so many false teachers out there. That's why we have uh, people that may not be entirely false teachers, but are just kind of bad Bible interpreters. And as you study scripture, you're like, wait a second, like th that a person is not actually getting that text right. It's just natural. It makes sense that we would make mistakes with this. And, and here's why I share that with you. Here's the reality one of our primary biases is political affiliation. 
we have political views that we've developed through whether it's reading, watching, uh, you know, news or videos or whatever, or, or even hearing, um, listening to political radio, political podcasts, various books, and all kinds of political voices and authorities, right? Then, as we approach these same moral issues, uh, issues that Jesus deals with, issues that the Bible speaks to, issues that come up in Scripture, as we approach these issues with our political biases, we naturally assume that Jesus is on our side. We can even find like proof texts in the Bible that support our views. So whether you're left or right, you're like, oh, Jesus, uh, he agrees with me. Because what happens is then we baptize Jesus into our ideology rather than conform our ideology to Jesus of Scripture. Think about it. This is a... When we do this, this is a Jesus of our own making. We conjure up this like 21st century, socially conservative American Jesus. Or on the flip side, we, we conjure up a, a woke, progressive, uh, protesting Jesus. O or we have the smart economist Jesus who's not fond of closing businesses. O or a Jesus whose primary concern is the least of these, so he's wearing a mask and condemning anyone who doesn't, or, or maybe it's the trained Marxist Jesus, or on the flip side, a free market libertarian freedom Jesus who drives a big truck with an American flag on the outside of it or something, and he's, you know, he's packing heat and all this, like, or any other political Jesus we want to create. This is a Jesus of our own making, and in so doing, we've subjugated Jesus to political human authority. Like, this is idolatry. We must seek to understand King Jesus in the revealed truth of Scripture and, and then subject ourselves and our views and actions to Him. Now, I'm not trying to condemn or, or even condone any of these political views I've just referenced, right? So don't, don't be concerned with, like, what I'm trying to say by any of that. Uh, I'm, I'm just being silly to make a serious point, right? So my point is this. If your primary intake as a parent is politics rather than Bible, we're making Jesus into our own image. Instead, we must be careful Bible readers with a serious bent on knowing the Jesus of the Bible and surrendering to him. So um, that was a lot, but as a parent, the first step is not actually engaging your kids, right? Because you're a political person. Right? You have political views and thoughts and all these things and biases. So the first step is actually aligning your heart and views with the truth as opposed to political party. Right now, are you spending more time reading headlines, posts, and articles, or reading Psalms, Gospels, and Proverbs? Beyond taking the wrong view on issues, this will actually deeply affect your soul, right? The answer to that question is having a deep effect on your soul, because the reality is seeing violent videos in the news and on social media and reading articles like has an effect on you. You weren't made to take in that much evil happening every day. How you and I um, are going to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us and and like you know care for those who disagree with us. How are you and I going to obey those biblical commands of Jesus? 
as we fail to read the Bible and instead fill our hearts with this kind of content that we're seeing every day? I mean, like, are you feeling agitated, angry lately? Could I suggest that that's why? Is because you're filling your heart with this kind of content rather than biblical content, this kind of content rather than uh, prayer, meditation on the word. I've made it a rule in my life recently that I must read scripture before I touch social media. Um, I must read scripture before I think about those things. I must read scripture. I must spend time in prayer. Uh, one of my mentors is actually only reading news once a week. You know, we, we were hanging out, and the first thing we end up talking about is politics. And, and he was even like, dude, I'm not even watching this stuff right now. I'm not reading this stuff because I got so caught up in it that I'm only permitting myself one day a week to look at it. I mean, what if you did some kind of fast from social media or from uh, articles or news or the news app like that? From that place of integrity then, that place of personal discipleship as a parent, from that place of integrity, we can lead our kids to ask similar questions, right? So most of this is, is me just saying like, be careful, watch your own heart. Your own heart is sinful beyond compare, right? Your own heart is bent towards Paul. My heart is messed up. And if my heart's messed up, um, then I need to be most careful of where I'm at, my personal integrity, my personal nearness to Jesus. Then we want to ask these questions of our kids. And, and I do use that phrase, ask questions intentionally, because we don't want to raise uh, young men and women who allow the culture to spoon feed them their views. Um, and so we shouldn't be spoon feeding our kids their views either, especially in the teenage years, particularly. Obviously with little kids, it's different. We want to raise disciples of Jesus, teenage disciples of Jesus, who learn to think critically about the culture and to press into Jesus for themselves. And, you know, my experience as a youth pastor is teenagers often learn best, not by strictly taking in information and consuming stuff, but by wrestling through the questions. Like wrestling through hard questions, wrestling through um, open-ended questions. And so that's why I'm so passionate about small groups, you know. Um, before groups, what happens on a Wednesday night is some students basically remember nothing from the teaching, which is just really encouraging as a Bible teacher, right? But it's realistic. That's what happens. But by probing them to actually think about the text of Scripture right then and there in the group for themselves through questions, their minds actually end up being fully engaged because now they're wrestling through the same things I wrestled to, through when I was uh, going through the teaching and they're engaging with the text and God actually illuminates their hearts and the Holy Spirit speaks to them. And so that's the kind of approach we want to take is, is even when we talk about these moral, political kind of things that are happening in the news every day. So um, I'll kind of leave you with this, um, to, en to engage your own heart, to engage your kids, and then to engage them with these particular questions. And, and let me just give you a few questions for ideas, okay? Um, maybe you want to write these down, but this is what I would ask. Number one, what's your take on the current stuff happening on the news and in our cities? Like, what's your take on it? Son, what's your take on it, daughter? Number two, what do you think the right way of looking at this situation is in your own words or your own opinion? Number three, if you had to guess what God thinks about the situation, 
what would you say? Number four, what key verses or stories from the Bible support your views? Number five, what views do you have that Jesus might disagree with? I like that question because it kind of gets them thinking like, could Jesus disagree with me? Instead of like baptizing Jesus into our views. Number six, how is this cultural moment making you feel? What would it look like to seek God in the midst of this moment? So those are kind of some questions to have your kids wrestle through. Uh, Thanks again for listening to this podcast. We will talk to you guys in the future. 